Transmission load data are looking good. Great. Let's proceed to the rough road tests. You got it. What are you hanging around for? Let's go have some fun. Lights. Camera. Action. W. Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 331 for the week of July 28th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my Disney in a minute videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, CDs, and more. You can find it all over at www.radio.com. Quick reminder, don't forget, if you're coming out to the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, August 9th through the 11th, visit our booth in the Collector's Forum. And if you can't make it, that's okay, because I'm going to bring the entire event to you live. Watch and chat with us during the Expo at d23expolive.com. We're going to step outside the Walt Disney World theme parks for a bit this week and look at some of our favorite ways to stay play, relax, and enjoy one of my favorite, and often overlooked, aspects of the resort, Disney on the water. We're going to explore the best of the best ways to enjoy the water in Walt Disney World. On, in, and around the resort's many waterways, we'll look at some of the many ways to do everything from boating to fishing, to even some of the best ways to enjoy fireworks from the water for a truly memorable Walt Disney World experience. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned. I'll have some announcements and more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. A little part of me cries inside when I see people who come to Walt Disney World and are so focused on their maps and Excel spreadsheets and their turn-by-turn plans and where they need to run to next inside the parks because they not only miss so much of the story and the details and other experiences in the parks themselves, but I think to a certain degree they also forget about what's outside the four corners of the four theme parks. And I don't just mean the resorts and downtown Disney and the water parks. Because I think to a certain degree, so many people are focused on the pirates and the princess and the coasters and the shows, and yes, maybe the food, that they don't realize that there's a whole nother world of activities and experiences that exist inside the Walt Disney World. And in fact, I would argue, and it could probably prove, that you could actually spend your whole vacation outside the parks and still have plenty to do and see. And I think one of the best ways to relax and stay and play is on or near the water. From beaches to boats to slides and waves, there's something for everybody in the family to enjoy around the water however they want to enjoy it. 
And so this week, we're going to look at Disney on the water, sort of the best of the best ways to enjoy the water in Walt Disney World. And joining me this week is a man who loves a, a slip and slide and crush and gusher as much as anybody else. He is the Disney Daddy from DisneyDaddy.blogspot.com, Chuck Lionberger. Hello again. Great to be back. It's good to have you back, uh, Chuck. And, you know, this, this I think is a great idea because I think when we think about water in Walt Disney World, we're like, well, we need to cross the Seven Seas Lagoon to, to get to the Magic Kingdom, or I need to sort of get on a boat to get across Crescent Lake. Personally, I love a lot of the different ways beyond that, like like renting a boat, whatever, and, and hitting the waterways, right? It's, I, I, I like sort of the open air, and I like uh, the different vistas that you get to see. Look, one of my favorite ways and things about going to the Magic Kingdom is like driving to Walt Disney World. Getting there is half the fun, right? Getting on oh, a boat a from the Polynesian and crossing the Seven Seas Lagoon. So many people, again, it's that, that same thing of, I've, I've got to get to the parks. I've got to get to the parks. And how many times have we heard and said that the journey is half the fun? And in this particular case, we're talking about Disney on the water. The journey is part of that fun. Just hopping on even something as simple as the ferry. There is an almost cinematic experience as you hop on that ferry and start making your way across the Seven Seas Lagoon to the Magic Kingdom. At first, you cannot see the entrance. And then there is this wonderful slow reveal mm -hmm. that comes about as you're on the ferry and you see the Magic Kingdom in a great angle where you've got Cinderella Castle and the train station perfectly kind of just lined up slightly off center. Great photo op, but that right there is worth all of the effort of going on the ferry and in just enjoying and preparing yourself to have a great time in the parks. So, you know, the Seven Seas Lagoon itself is a is an attraction in many, many different ways that we're going to talk about. And that's exactly my point. We think about, like, the monorail, right? The monorail, many of us consider an attraction. The ferry boats, the friendship boats, these, these transportation systems are attractions to me. You know, that is one of the things I enjoy. Look, I think one of the... the ones that is is not experienced by everybody is getting a boat to or from Fort Wilderness, right? Go to the Hoopty oh, Doo yeah. or or come from the Magic Kingdom and go to Fort Wilderness. It's beautiful, you know, getting to see Bay Lake and getting to see the resorts from the water side as opposed, you know, from looking out on the water from the resort. It, it's beautiful. It, it's freeing. It's open. Uh, I, I love, the, you know, the air. It's It's... There's something about that that makes those transportation systems some of my favorite attractions. Oh, it's extremely relaxing. You know, think about you know having a, a fun day at a park or whatever, but you're not coming back, and especially at night, people are trying to rush to get back to their resort or do whatever the next thing is. Slow down, stop, grab one of these little, especially the launches. You know, these these are smaller boats and hold what about a dozen people or so to go over to either. Uh, you know, Fort Wilderness or the Wilderness Lodge or over to the Poly or to the to the Grand Floridian uh, or Contemporary. Take some of these little launches and just enjoy seeing the sights around the Seven Seas Lagoon at night. These these resorts are all lit up at night and they're beautiful. And to see them from the water is is not only just breathtaking to see, but again, it's just, it's very relaxing. You just got a nice, simple, calm boat ride that you're taking from one place to another. In fact, you know, a great way to just take a calm and, and relaxing way is almost to do a tour and right. go from the GF and then over to the Poly and then you know kind of take the boat tours you know around the the Seven Seas Lagoon and just enjoy and relax and and take in the sights and the sounds and 
you know, even the smells of the water down there, it's it's really enjoyable. Listen, Pirates has the musty water smell. The other, but, but look, I, the, the, the operative word there was simple, right? It's the simple enjoyment of the waterways. Because think about it. There's lagoons and rivers and beaches and lakes. You know, you can enjoy them from the shore. You can enjoy them by, by sort of plying the waterways themselves. And, and that's why... I think the segment's good, and we're going to sort of take it instead of from a, a geographical perspective, some of the different ways that you can enjoy the water, right? Whether it's from being on the shores or being on the waterways themselves. And then I want to ask you when we're done, what your favorite body of water in Walt Disney World is? Because I think there's different reasons to love some of the different ones. And what, what maybe is your favorite? But let, let's sort of talk about the idea of boats, Right, we, we 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 think of boats, we think of the ferries, we think of the transportation systems. But what people don't realize is there are a variety of boat boating options that we as guests can take advantage of and rent, whether they are people powered or motorized or wind powered or arm powered or leg powered, whatever it may be. And so there's a lot of different ways to enjoy the boats during the days, and then sort of take guided boat tours other times as well. Let's talk about some of the ones, Chuck, that we can do ourselves. Some of sort of the, the people-powered yep. boating things and things that we can sort of take out because I think exploring the waterways is 90% of the fun. Oh, sure. Without a doubt, because you you then have control where, you know, if you're on, say, the ferry or on the, the, the launches, you know, you're just along for the ride. Whereas if you're able to get one of these, the canoes or the kayaks or the pedal boats, um, from some of the various resorts, you're now in control. And where do you want to go? Well, it's up to you. You can navigate the waters, especially if you have that ability to go, you know, especially around, think of Bay Lake, because Bay right. Lake itself is just, is huge. And there's a lot that's around Bay Lake and gives you different viewpoints of some of the different resorts and different things to do and places to, to see uh, that you don't normally or wouldn't normally get if you were just kind of in, in regular areas when you have the chance to go out on the water and can control your own course, you can go and see some of the, the things of Walt Disney World and, and even some of the uh, attractions gone by. Right. Um, and, and, the other thing, and the other thing, too, we should, we should point out right from the outset is maybe people don't realize how many different bodies of water, how many different marinas oh, there yeah. are. And again, not every option is available at every marina. But so you talk about sort of the, the Magic Kingdom area. There's the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, the Contemporary, Wilderness Lodge, Fort Wilderness, all have marinas. Yes. Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, Riverside, and, and French Quarter, both of the Port Orleans resorts, Coronado, Caribbean Beach, the Yacht and Beach Club, the Boardwalk, and Downtown Disney. So depending on where you're staying, it doesn't matter, right? You can be a guest anywhere or come to property, even if you're not staying there, and take advantage of it because each place is going to afford you something different and, like you said, different vistas. And there's also different... It's it, you know, Being out on the water is exploration. You get the chance to go and, and explore and see and do things. You know, A great place to go that so many people, I think, forget about might even be the Sasagula River between mm -hmm. downtown Disney and all the way up through... Uh, you know, Oakey West, and then all the way up to the Port Orleans resorts. That's a whole journey that you can do, and you get wonderful viewpoints of some of the Disney golf courses. You see the tree houses. It's actually a, a really interesting journey that you get to do, and you can either do it on your own by you know, renting a boat of some sort, or again taking the the launch from Port Orleans uh, all the way down to downtown Disney. So let's talk about the ones that we can rent on our own. And again, the they they vary by location. I'm going to start off with I think one of the ones that people 
see most often and think about most often is something like a Boston Whaler, right? That's sort of a, mm-hmm. a, a pontoon boat. Um, there's the, the Sun Tracker pontoon boats. There's also Boston Whalers. They hold anywhere from about six to 10 guests. They're at select marinas. They're not very expensive, right? Maybe $45, $50 for a half hour. And it's a nice way to sort of take the family or take a small group and slowly kind of tool around Bay Lake, uh, you know, some of the other um, Sasagula River, things like that. Mm-hmm. The Sea Racers is something that I've done in the past. Those are those, they used to be called Water, mi- water Mouse, Water Mice. Water the, Mice, the, right. water mi- the Water Mice, um, probably the most popular way people do it, right? They're, they're small, little speedboats that hold two guests. Uh, you have to be 12 years or older. Um, and I think, need, I think there's a height requirement to drive. I think it's about five feet you tall. You five feet tall. Right, which, you know, fortunately, I, I just make. But Sorry, if you have buddy, kids, you can certainly bring them as a passenger. These are a blast, right? I mean, look, you're, you're not going to break any, you know, uh, speed records on the water. But they're a really fun way to sort of drive around. You open it up as much as you can, but get some really neat views. Just you or you and somebody that you're with. Uh, it's a nice... I don't want to say it's romantic, but there is something romantic about sort of being in just that single little watercraft. Well, and the sea racers, because they're they're small, that when a you know one of these these little water mice take a wake, there's a lot more bounce to it than say if you were in a Boston Whaler or a pontoon boat, something that's a little bit larger that can take a wake a little more smoothly. So, you know, even though you know they don't go tremendously fast, there is this impression of speed. It's almost like think Space Mountain. You've, you think Space Mountain is so fast because it, it just feels that way, even though you're not really going all that quickly. Sea Racer is the exact same kind of concept because it's a smaller boat, and so it bounces around a lot. You get this impression of it of just a lot of speed. So there's a there's a certain degree of thrill that comes along with with the Sea Racer because you're running around and bouncing along the chop uh, along both uh, you know the Seven Seas Lagoon or again any any one of the the, the waterways you know down at Crescent Lake over at. Uh, um, Yacht and Beach uh, slash Boardwalk, all that area. Um, so again, you can just go and explore. Uh, just remember to, you know, as with all things, be responsible. Watch watch your surroundings. Um, you know, definitely please be safe. Uh, but they're great things to to enjoy, and you know, you can get uh, a, a hit. You can get an enjoyment of being out on the water for not a lot of price and for not a lot of investment in time. It's not like this is something you're you're devoting a half a day to or anything like that. You know, you can just go out and if you want, have a you know quick hour out on the water and then move on to, to do other things or, or go enjoy a nice restaurant. Yeah, I think you rent them in, in about 30-minute increments, and it's about 30 to $33, I think, for, for a half hour. I actually did the Sea Racer experience. I videotaped it. I'll put the video actually in the show notes. So if you come to www.radio.com, click, click on this week's podcast, I'll show you the video, give you a sense of what it's like sort of from beginning to end to take out one of the sea racers. Uh, again, it was a blast for me. I really enjoyed it. But maybe that's not your speed, right? For a lot of people, yeah. Chuck, the way they experience the water, some people like motorboats, some people like to do it on their own. For other people, and I think this is one that a lot of people don't realize Walt Disney World has, right? You, you see the you see the pedal boats, you see the sea racers, you see the pontoon boats. You can actually rent a sailboat. Right at yes, Caribbean Beach or Wilderness Lodge, um, you can rent a sailboat, and at the Grand Floridian, I think they also have catamarans as well too. So if the wind is is how you like to move or around the waterways, you can rent sailboats as well too. Again, these are maybe twenty twenty five dollars an hour. There's pedal boats. Um, I see these a lot over at Old Key West. 
Caribbean Beach. These are very inexpensive. I think it's under $10 for a half hour. It's about $11 now. Okay, it's $11? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have a newfound love, Chuck Lionberger, after doing it finally. I've wanted to do it for years. The first time I got to do it was in Aulani, where I just came back from. But kayaking, you want to mm-hmm. talk about a beautiful, solitary way. It's just a peaceful way to explore like the bays and the different inlets. Uh, the canoeing and kayaking, you can get them at Fort Wilderness, Port Orleans, at Caribbean Beach. Again, these two, very, very inexpensive. It's uh, it's easier to do than it looks. You'll get a little bit of workout, right? But it is a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. And, and you know, you think about the canoes, and as you said, you just came back from Alani. I just came back from Disneyland. And at Disneyland, they're still there. You remember the old Frontierland canoes, the Davy Crockett canoes. Sadly, they're gone from, from Walt Disney World's Frontierland. However... The canoes still exist, so you can go and relive some of those old Frontierland experiences by getting a canoe there at Fort Wilderness and enjoying kind of a throwback to the old uh, to the old West days of of moving around before there were motors. So things like the canoes and the kayaks, uh, pedal boats, great for families, great for kids, especially yeah. think think like a pedal boat. You know, that's something that a kid can really get into. Uh, meaning the occasional pedal help from mom and dad to get moving, depending on the size of the kid, but that's one of these things that where you can give kids the control and they can can safely be in command and feel like that they're doing it themselves, um, even though you know you're around and to you know, make sure things are safe. Um so families are, are are great options for things like your canoes and kayaks and pedal boats. And then, you know, going up and you know, speaking of families for those those Boston whalers and those pontoon boats, that's also another great thing, especially if you're you've got a bigger family or you've got an extended family with you you know, grandparents, things like that, that this is an opportunity for everybody to kind of get together and just relax, enjoy, talk, uh, but also kind of be out on the water and and enjoying um, a little bit of the solitude. You're kind of away from the hustle and bustle a little right. bit uh, when you're out on the water. You're, you're a little bit confined space and, you know, you're, you have the opportunity to kind of talk and it's it's quiet, enjoyable, and it's, and it's very peaceful. And I think that's what I like about the kayak. Even if you sort yeah. of go on a caravan with with your family, you can sort of. And the thing I like about all these, I, I, the, the things I like about you piloting your own vessel is that you are creating your own adventure. You determine where you go, how fast you want to go, how slow you want to go, um, whatever it is, whatever your speed is, literally and figuratively. There's something that you can rent and enjoy. And I'm telling you, you forget, Chuck, that you are in Walt Disney World. You know, Mm -hmm. especially places like you go out by, you know, Port Orleans or Fort Wilderness. You get out on a kayak and all of a sudden you forget that the Magic Kingdom, you know, is right there. You forget that, that it's all about the theme parks. And I think that's part of what we're trying to sort of really stress with this segment, too, is there's so much beyond the parks that you can do. Oh, yeah. But if you want to get away... There's no better way to get away than the grand one. <laughs> I think kayak, you think grand one. <laughs> hey, look, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're thinking about it a little bit. I'm going for a $1.5 million 52-foot sea racer yacht. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm, you're going to go big. Go go really, go really big. Go big or go home. I, I get you, you man. Exactly. Go big or go, go home. With the, go with the grand one. I, I had the opportunity to... To uh, ride aboard the Grand One, um, I have to say, full disclosure, this was a part of the uh, Disney's biggest fan trip that I won back in, in 2009 and was uh, graciously provided by Disney. Um, full disclosure there. But, boy, you talk about a, a yacht. Oh, man. Grand One is incredible. 
Uh, as I said, it's it's a two foot Sea Racer yacht. It's got uh, you know two whole levels to it. There's the main deck uh, and the the deck and cabin underneath. Then you've got the the flying bridge on top, um, where you know most of the time you have your your captain. Usually there's a captain and a, and a first mate uh, who are who are driving the boat for you. And you can uh, get a, can if you want a butler, you know, because that's how yeah, you roll. I mean, you yeah. can do the butler, t- you know. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I've, I've got to be the one to bring food into this too. This is one of these places where you really want to do it right. Speaking of being romantic, you know, get um, you know the chocolate dipped strawberries and some champagne, things like that. This is a this is a great place for a romantic uh, uh, romantic evening. But yeah, well, again, also, wait, wait, but you can do and just to to clarify just how i mean this is not this is a big yacht so you can yes. do the romantic thing for two right and we'll sort of lead we'll take this to sort of lead us into things like fireworks cruises like look you want right. to really impress somebody you do a fire but you can get 18 people on board like there's you can have a nice rooms. little party on there yeah there's three staterooms and and one of the captains uh when i was on here uh he told me there they were i'll tell you what, i wish i had this kind of money people who would rent the thing out for the entire day now as at one point and again this may be an old number last i had it was 550 an hour it might be more now yeah um and there were people who were renting it out for the day just because you know well i'm going to go from the magic kingdom to wherever and they would just go on the grand one instead of taking the you know the ferry or anything like that boy i wish i had that kind of thing <laughs> but i mean it is luxury upon luxury it is just about as posh as you get um you know there's satellite tv on there there's special sound systems and and again all the comforts of home there it they pipe in you know thinking about fireworks and, and listening to wishes they have their own uh radio frequency that they get wishes in it's perfectly timed to the fireworks and everything like that and it really is a way to relax in in nothing short of, of pure opulence uh, yeah. Grand One really is wonderful. I know it sounds expensive, but you, know, well, you stop is. and think I mean, about you know, 18 it is. passengers, it, though. It's not that bad. Right. You split it up, and, and you can go out for an hour and really have a nice time. But if you want to really do it up, I mean, they can, you know, beyond just things like strawberries, you can have hot food, right? You can have hot oh, food yeah. and cold food brought on board. You, you can't bring your own. But Disney will provide for you. For you. So oh, yes. they'll do butler service. You can have hide items. It'll be passed around for you. You can have dinner out there. You could have dinner. You could have drinks. You could have a cake. You know, they'll do a sheet cake that'll feed, you know, 20 guests if that's what you want. So sure. however, like you said, however big you want to go, you can do it. Well, and then there have been people who have held, no, very small, but they've held wedding ceremonies on mm-hmm. the Grand One before. So, I mean... Again, this is one of these, if you can dream it and you can pay for it, you can do it. Um, and again, the Grand One is, again, it's a beautiful yacht. Um, if you just want to check it out, uh, you can see it uh, at the Grand Floridian uh, Marina, um, if it's there, if it's not actually out on the water. But one of the interesting things, just talking about some of these boats before we move to uh, some other things, is that a lot of people might not know that there are two very interesting bridges at Walt Disney World. Oftentimes, you've gone underneath them, but you probably haven't gone over them. That's because they're called water bridges. And so the water goes over top of the cars. Usually it's the other way around. And there's an area that connects between the Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake. There's that little area. Remember that tunnel you go underneath when you go into the Magic Kingdom? You're actually going underneath the lake. There's a little connector canal. Same thing uh, at Epcot. There's a little connector canal, and there are two water bridges at Walt Disney World. And, and through these boats, that's how you can can enjoy and experience those 
those water bridges. And again, something you can tell your kids the next time you're going over there. Which I think was going over a bridge. I think it was the first water bridge in America or first water bridge in the world. Like it, yeah, it it was, you know, it's a simple thing. You're like, duh, it looks so simple. But yeah, I, I, it may have been the first water bridge in the United States or the world. Certainly in Disney world, (laughs) certainly in the Disney world. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. And that, you know, there's, there's, you know, the, the, World Drive that goes up and you know through uh, underneath the one, and then there's two at Epcot. One that's uh, a backstage road, and then one is the um, the Epcot Resorts Road uh, that both go underneath the water. Yeah, so let's uh, let's sort of stay. And again, Grand One, just to be clear, there's only one. There is only one Grand One, yep. and it is and it is at the Grand Floridian. Um, you know, maybe this is a way to sort of lead into talking about you know obviously all these boat things you can do on your own. You you take out during the day. But one of the beautiful things to do, you want to talk about having a special experience, seeing something that you've probably seen before but from a completely different vantage point is a fireworks cruise. Oh, right? without a doubt. A fireworks cruise or even fireworks from the water, right? Let's talk about fireworks on the water and maybe talk about fireworks on the shores of the water. The Grand One is a great way. You can do the pontoon boat. You can do like the Sun Tracker pontoon boats um, that seat about 10 guests. You can do it. For wishes, uh, there's Illuminations Cruises as well, too, that you can leave from uh, the Yacht and Beach Club Marina. These, again, they'll snack them with, with snacks and water and soda and things like that. Um, these, you, you talk about a, a way to see something. And for me, I, I like wishes. I like seeing wishes from the water better than Illuminations. I, I've done them both, right? I, I've done the pontoon boat for Illuminations. Each is is unique in their own right. But there's something about seeing, especially when they have the perimeter fireworks over the Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom, they pipe the music in. I mean, Chuck, I know that you've you've done this before, I'm sure. They, they pipe the water in, and you see, you appreciate the fireworks in a whole new way. And if you time it right, you also get the electrical water pageant if yes, you do you wishes, do. too. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk more about the electrical water pageant in a minute, but... But you know, watching fireworks on the water, you're actually, in many respects, you're watching the fireworks doubled up because you're seeing it in the air, but then you're also catching the reflection of all of those lights and colors in the water. And it really creates a whole different environment and a really different experience um, for the fireworks. Again, you're also not thinking, you know, wishes in this case, you're probably not crushed up with a bunch of other people on Main Street or somewhere like that. Again, you're on your own boat. You're just sitting back. You're relaxing. The slight rocking of the water um, of being uh, on the, the lake. It really is a very peaceful and fun way to watch fireworks without all the hustle and bustle of you know being in the parks and, and getting a position a half hour early and all this kind of stuff. You just motor on up to where you want to, or at least your captain will motor on up to where they want to kind of hang out for watching wishes. And again, if you're in the perimeter fireworks, uh, it's it's a great way to see it because you really do get a much better feel of the perimeter fireworks. Interestingly enough, uh, again, the Grand One captain was telling me this, that when there are perimeter fireworks, the boats have to back off a little bit from the main entrance to the Magic Kingdom as opposed to when it's just you know wishes only without perimeters. Uh, when it's just wishes, they can be a little bit closer, but for safety reasons, when the perimeter fireworks are going off, they have to back off uh, a little bit from the the main entrance. But still, it, pr- it creates just a wonderful vantage point that you're seeing the fireworks kind of going off uh, over top of the train station. You know, that's generally the, the yeah. sort of the viewpoint that you get. And the same thing for illuminations on that side. You know, you're hanging out kind of down in the, the France-England area. 
And you really get to see it from a different vantage point and enjoy seeing the reflection. I mean, just the fire barge alone, and you see the reflection off the water, and it almost looks like the fire gets right to your boat because of the way it reflects. It just creates a whole different experience. Yeah, and the, the things to point out too, again, whether you do wishes or you do illuminations, it'll run you about $350. You can have a maximum of 10 people, but again, that boat is all yours. So whether you're flying solo or you're bringing nine friends, again, you split it up, it's you know $35 per person. It includes snacks. You can't bring your own food on board, but you can have yacht club, private dining, for example, if you mm-hmm. do illuminations. And getting a, a, to tool around crescent lake you know at at night or at sunset i mean it really is beautiful it's a nice special thing right you don't do it every time that you go but if you have a birthday or celebration they can also do a celebrations package as well too they'll decorate it they'll have all kinds of amenities they'll have a a cake and things like that so uh, that's a neat surprise that i've seen people do like especially for their kids or an anniversary or whatever it may be you can really sort of plus it up as much or as little as you want Right, and, and one of the nice things about being on these, uh, especially the Illumination cruises, is that you hear the story of Illuminations. You know, a lot of people will, will see it, and it's, it's great to watch and you know, hear the music and, and see all the fireworks. There's actually a whole story behind Illuminations, and a lot of times the captains will explain that story uh, of what that is. And that just makes the, the whole experience that much more, uh, more moving and, more, uh, and, and just richer. I will say one of my favorite watercraft, which unfortunately is no longer there. Uh, I, I would love to see her brought back someday, but I don't think it's going to uh, to happen. Was Breathless? Yes, Breathless was a sort of 1920s mahogany boat that could fit about four or five people or so. Mm-hmm. And that you talk about a fast boat that they could open up on Crescent Lake and then go yeah. to watch the fireworks. Uh, it was a blast. But she was beautiful. She was beautiful. But let let's sort of stick with with fireworks for a second. And because if we're talking about the water chuck. I think it's important that we mention not just having to be on the water or pay to be on the water to see the fireworks from a new way because some of my favorite places to watch fireworks aren't inside the parks or on the water, but on the beach, you know, sort of on the shores, right? Yep. The Polynesian beach is my all-time favorite. It's, it's no, it is the worst kept secret in the world because it starts to get very crowded, especially during some of the holiday seasons. But you get there at the right time, you hang out by the pool, you go to Captain Cook's, you get a little cocktail, there's hammocks, there's beach chairs, they pipe the music in. That is my all-time favorite place to watch fireworks. Some other locations, uh, again, uh, if you want to do it on a boat but not have to sort of pay for it, on the launch from Fort Wilderness to the Magic Kingdom, again, if it's time just right. Yep, you time it right. The Fort Wilderness Beach, the dock of the Grand Floridian. Shh, that's the secret place. Not a lot of people go out to the dock of the, of the Grand Floridian, mm-hmm. another place to watch from the shore. Oh, and another, again, if you can time it right, and again, this just deals with the restaurant, Narcusis has a beautiful view. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you happen to time it right and get a good, uh, get a good uh, reservation, and then you get to go inside and enjoy some of that. Oh, oh no, Christ, he's <laughs> I, thought, I was the guy who always talked about food. Look who's the one who's bringing everything back to food. It must be catching. <laughs> but, you know, the, you talk about, though, being, having that ability to go stand on the shoreline uh, thinking for wishes here at the Magic Kingdom area. It does give a great opportunity to go and see fireworks. Folks, you don't have to be at a park to go see the fireworks. Come on out to, again, you can do the Polynesian. You can go out to the... Um, the Grand Floridian, uh, you can go over you know, towards the um, Contemporary. There's lots of different places that you can watch fireworks right there on the water uh, and not – doesn't cost you a thing except you know just your time and being out there. There's also a great little point 
that's out at the uh, out at the Polynesian. If you can, if you happen to catch it, and if it's available at that time, sometimes it's closed off for various parties. But if you happen to catch that little point, uh, it's almost like the wedding point. There's a lot of weddings that take place there. It's just to the right of the uh, right of the beach. That's also a great place to watch. Wishes. You know, and speaking of the Polynesian, and we're talking about water. We're talking about things you can do on the water. I have to sort of sort of take the Wayback Machine out for a second because you used to, when the park, when Walt Disney World first opened, you used to be able to do a lot of activities in the water, right? You can no longer swim mm-hmm. in the water. You can't do a lot of things like that in the water. But they used to have a water ski show out in front of the Magic Kingdom. At the Polynesian, I'm sure you've all heard the legend because it's not legend. It's true that there used to be a wave machine because they wanted you to go surfing at the Polynesian. You can go swimming uh, in there. You can't do that anymore, Right. But there's still a lot more that you can do in terms of interactive stuff on the water, right? We're talking about piloting your own boat and going out mm-hmm. and, and renting your own kayak. But there's other things you can do, too. And one of the things, I, I'm sure you do it as well, too, Chuck. We meet people that say, you know, I, I love Disney World. My kids love Disney World. My husband, not so much, right? My, my husband thinks it's all about Dumbo and princes. And I always tell people, you need to find their entry point. Right? What is the thing that they would enjoy doing at Walt Disney World? Because it's not just about the parks. For some people, it's championship golf. Right? For other people, it might be the shows or the restaurants. Other people, their entry point was fishing. Yep. Right? They love to fish. And I'm like, well, there's a whole lot of water at Walt Disney World, and people don't realize that there's not only guided bass fishing excursions – Right there's nitro fishing excursions and there's dockside fishing as well. Mm-hmm. All sorts of it. And again, this is a great experience not only for families, but this is a way to get you know to bring dads involved um, who you know might be looking and going, oh gosh, theme parks and everything. Yeah, well let, let's get up and you got to get up in the morning a lot of times to go out and go fishing out on say the Seven Seas Lagoon or Crescent Lake. Now everything of course is catch and release, but you have the opportunity to go out with fishing guides and again you're not in a theme park at all you literally you're just kind of there's being no lines away. there's no crowds right <laughs> yeah it literally is just the the peacefulness of fishing you know and and for those who who go fishing and understand fishing you know as i do there is that peace that's associated with fishing it's it can can be very quiet or just you know a light conversation or, or anything like that while you're out and and uh, trying to catch a bite or two so you can you can have all of those experiences. Um, it's not too bad on the price. Uh, again, there's there's uh, I believe full days and half days. Uh, you can either do the you know, half day number one, or or sometimes there's afternoon uh, half days as well. And sometimes you can get a price break on those afternoon ones. And you can go do you know for for fishing out on a boat, and then we'll talk about the other fishing in a minute. But for you know to do boat based fishing and the fishing tours, you can can go and enjoy and do a lot of things there. Um, and, and really, there's nothing at all theme park oriented about it at all. Right. And you can go for, you know, a short sort of two hour trip to something four hours. And look, you can it's one of those things, Chuck, you just show up. Right. Yep. Like golf. Right. If you need, you know, a lot of people like to bring their own stuff. If you want to bring your own fishing gear, you can. But you don't have to. Right. They give you all the equipment, the rod, the reels, artificial bait you know, uh, refreshments and beverages and things like that. You can't bring your own food. But yeah, look, you want to bring your own rod and reel? Knock yourself out, right? If you're a bass member, the Bass Angler Sportsman Society, you actually can get a discount uh, on these kind of things. Um, I did this as well, too, a number of years ago. I'll link that video up in the show notes as well. 
I, as a kid, used to go fishing with my dad and brother for years. And this was the first time I had gone fishing out on a boat since I was a kid, and I had a blast. And now it's one of those things that I have sort of put on my list that I want to take my son out to go and do, right? Yeah, this is is high up on my list to do with my boys. I haven't uh, had the chance to do it just yet, but... You know, uh, like the old song goes, I really am a son of a son of a sailor. And so I learned how to drive a boat before I could drive a car. I mean, fishing was was part of my part of my childhood. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, having a, an opportunity to do this with with my two boys and, and get them experiencing um, fishing. But, you know, you don't have to have a boat, though, to do fishing at Walt Disney World. Wait, wait, There's wait, also. But wait, wait, oh, but wait, yes, wait, because I haven't done this one yet, but I, I want to try it. Because these boats, right, these are sort of the pontoon boats, right? These are nice, slow. You sort of go out. You do fishing. It's casual. You hang out. You have a great time. My tip, go early, right? You can start as early as 7 o'clock in the morning. So if your wife, your mom, your girlfriend, your sister, whoever it is, maybe they want to sleep in. Maybe they want to go to the park. You can get up nice and early. You can go out for two hours at 7 o'clock. You're back by 9. You're in the Magic Kingdom by 9.30. So you can sort of have your day and do your thing and still have a full day of park time. Or do it in the afternoon, get a little break, everybody's going back, the kids are going swimming, mom wants to take a nap, whatever it may be, you can go out on the boat for a couple of hours. But they also have sort of these tournament-style bass boats. It's called a bass nitro fishing excursion. These leave from the Poly Grand Floridian, Contemporary Caribbean, Coronado Wilderness Lodge in Fort Wilderness. These are uh, a little bit different. See, so sort of sort of a... Uh, sort of a plussed up. So uh, it, it's the bass nitro fishing excursions. And I think the pricing is a little bit different, a little bit higher for the bass nitro fishing excursions uh, as opposed to the other one. Again, for all these things, and we'll, we'll hit this up again later, you can call 407-WDW-BASS, 939-2277, to find out exact uh, times, prices, availability, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's one of these things where, you know, just just be ready to get up a little early. And that itself is a benefit because depending on special on the time of year, you know, you may be getting up at seven o'clock and sun's not up yet. I mean, nothing more peaceful and 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 just beautiful to watch than a sunrise, you know, over, you know, one of the one of the lakes. So those are very enjoyable uh as well. And again, as I said, you can also fish without a boat at all because Walt Disney World does offer also um fishing you know, waterside fishing. Yeah, I, I think the dockside fishing, the sort of this old-fashioned fishing, this is, Chuck, it's the simple things, right? It's the mm-hmm. simple pleasures. I, I know you're in Walt Disney World, you're on vacation, but you, you take your, your, your kids out and you do old-style, traditional cane pole fishing either at Old Man Island at Port Orleans Riverside or at um, Fort Wilderness, right? You can rent stuff from the uh, from the bike barn there. It's very inexpensive. You can get like an all-day rod. I think it's like $10, $11. You can get, you know, worms and wigglers and night crawlers or whatever it may be. And, you know, you just sort of hang out. And it's just sort of good, simple, enjoyable, like you said, quiet time. And it, it, it doesn't – look, Is it? The, it's not test track, right? It, it is the mm-hmm. antithesis of test track. But it's that, you know, look, you're going to catch something, right? The, 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 um, the waterways are very, very well stocked with bass, but it's a simple thing, right? You teach your kid how to fish, right? You you oh, yeah. get that memory at Walt Disney World. And I know I'm sort of waxing sentimental, but that's the kind of thing I think of when I think of the dockside fishing. Well, and again, it's this is another example of, of it's, it's a t- teaching moment too. This is how folks lived 100 years ago or, or you know, 150 years ago. This is 
this this idea of cane pole fishing or you know over at the Fort Orleans you got you know your your cast cast and rod kind of fishing this is how people did it years and years and years ago and and they 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 were needed this in order to uh, to survive and and you know get the the food that they needed for every day so you're also kind of understanding and and living in the past for you know even if it's for a couple of hours that you're you're helping your children understand the way things were way back when before there was all the technology and all the other stuff that you know that we have uh, today right. and and appreciate uh, a lifestyle and a, a a way of life that has long gone by right and again it's catch and release so that's the, the one difference is you can't yeah, sort of, of take your fish and go grill it up over at, uh, at the grills over at Fort Wilderness but it's still a lot of fun and I think you're right it, it's sort of a teaching it's sort of a teaching point too if you go to but you know you see adults doing it just by themselves right it's sort of a great sort of you know daddy needs his alone time mommy goes mm-hmm. to the spa daddy goes fishing you know it's yeah again it's everybody's sort of entry point into how they want to enjoy the parks enjoy Walt Disney World outside the parks but maybe again, came, all of this is completely outside the park and you can again this is remember a vacation is supposed to be relaxing and Here's here's here are some of these ways that you can can be active in doing things and relaxing at the same time. Right, and look, maybe cane pole fishing that's too boring for some people. They're like, all right, you know, I get it. I'm not a boat guy. I, I have no idea how to sail. I don't want to drive a thing. I don't want to fish. You can plus it up a little bit, right? Sammy Duval is a big sponsor. They have water sports centers, uh, especially places like the Contemporary. That's like the go-to place because there you can do things in and on and. Around. And above, right, the water. So mm-hmm. you want to water ski, you want to wakeboard, you want to do a family tube, you want to parasail, you want to talk about something that you're going to remember and a unique vantage point. Sammy DeVal's Water Sports Center at the Contemporary Resort Marina. Yeah, you can rent the other motorized watercraft there as well, too. But think about things like parasailing, right? That, that sort of bird's eye view of the resorts and the Magic Kingdom. You can go single as a guest or as a, a tandem, right? So you and your wife, your kid, your girlfriend, whatever it may be, um, and you don't have to even get wet, right? You take off right from the boat without even getting wet. Yep. Who needs characters in flight? That's you right. Para- <laughs> you can just go parasail. And, it's, right. and again, it's, it's a way to get a little bit of a thrill, but a very safe thrill, but a very calm thrill. If I was going to do it anywhere, and I will, I haven't done it yet, right? And this is definitely, this is, this is a video going to be in the making, I promise. But I've never done, look, I've been to Jamaica, I've been on cruises, I've been all these, if I'm going to do it anywhere, the place I'm going to feel safest is at Walt Disney World. Because you know safety is top priority there. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing that you're going to be doing at Walt Disney World that's that's not carefully considered to make sure that you're as, as, as safe as is you could possibly be in then some. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you want to try your hand at, at something like parasailing, Walt Disney World is a fantastic place to do it. Right. Same thing, like I said, water skiing, wakeboarding, great way to enjoy. Look, it's for a lot of people, their only experience of Florida is coming, is flying into MCO, getting on Magical Express, staying in Walt Disney World, and then they leave. This oh, actually yeah. affords you these sort of watercraft and getting out on Bay Lake that's sort of that that natural Florida beauty because that's sort of, you know, Bay Lake is, that, that's what this area looked like, right? That was what, what the swamp land and this very lush green. It really, it's beautiful. And like I said before, it's serene, but you want to sort of plus it up. You want to go, you know, wakeboarding and, and tube riding. You can do it. 
You can do all those things as well, too. If you want to do the uh, the parasailing, again, check for updated pricing. It's going to cost you about $100 per person per flight. It's about 10 minutes. You go 450 feet up. Like, that's no joke, man. If you do tandem, you go a little bit longer, you go a little bit higher. You go about 600 feet up. That's about 130, I think, for the... Ta- for the uh, I'm sorry, I think tandem may be... I think tandem is, is like 170. So you can sort of extend your your flights too. So, but it's one of those once in a lifetime experiences, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, again, this is one of these things where you will be have the ability to to be in a place that very few people, you know, get to do, and you get to see things from a vantage point that that most people don't see. Right, and I think too, you know, as we talk about the water in Walt Disney World, we're thinking about the the major bodies of water, right? We're talking about these things that you can do and rent. I think there's a number of, I like to sort of call them simple pleasures, right? And whether, look, I, I like getting on the Admiral Joe Fowler or the Richard F. Irvine, the giant ferry boat going from the TTC to the Magic Kingdom. I love the friendship boats on World Showcase Lagoon, Crescent Lake. I like just taking the boat from Yacht and Beach Club over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. The Liber- Look, I know it's an attraction, but the Liberty Bell, right? We're talking about attractions. Yeah. On a- Even simple things, like Chuck, like, you know, kids love those little water play areas, like it turning to imagination and Epcot and downtown Disney. It was sort of like run into the fountains. There, you know, water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. There's there's tons of different ways everybody can enjoy the water, including just some of those very simple things as well, too. That and that don't cost you anything. Yeah, and and another great one that that doesn't cost anything. And, and we're hopping back at night now, and we're going way, way, way back. We're going all the way back to 1971, October 1971, though not opening day 1971, and the electrical water pageant, another piece of Disney history that's right there on the water that you can see completely for free on the shores of Bay Lake and of the Seven Seas Lagoon. Again, doesn't cost you a thing, and it's it's a, a wonderful, literally an electrical pageant, just a pageant of floats that have – uh, various light displays with you know, music that is playing, uh, and it has been doing it almost since the very, very beginning. And it's fun, and it's beautiful, and I love the music. And I will tell you, I've seen the electrical water pageant from a, a thousand different places, right? From Wilderness Lodge, from on the water, from one of my favorite ways. And, and I'm going to touch on this because I want to. I'm going to do a review of this as a whole separate thing because it, it's it's not just a uh, um, sort of a, a renting out a, a Grand One or renting out a pontoon boat. But I did the Pirates and Pals Fireworks Voyage, right? It's not a private tour. It's not your own boat. But it's something where it's, it's an experiential kind of thing because it involves food and characters and Captain Hook and there's singing and there's games and a great way to get on the water and see the water pageant and wishes in a very, very unique way. It's something that leaves from the Contemporary Hotel um, there's lots of surprises. It, it reminds me of something that you'd almost find on board one of the cruise ships, like on, on one of the Disney Cruise Line ships. But the Pirates and Pals Vi- Fireworks Voyage is another way to see it as well, too. It is obviously a, a hard-ticketed kind of thing. I did it with my kids a couple of months ago, Chuck. Especially if you have young kids or anybody who's a pirate fan, it is a lot, lot of fun. It, it is a lot of fun. And, you know, you were talking about that. It reminded me of another pirate adventure that is exclusively for kids, um, so sorry, Lou, you and I are out on this one. And that's a that's the the kids pirate adventure that sails from both the Grand Floridian and also from the Yacht Club. 
And these are exclusively for kids that generally take place in the morning. And, you know, kids go out and literally do a pirate adventure in different spots. Um, my kids were, uh, did this, uh, again, full disclosure during the, the Disney's Biggest Fan um, Trip Award from 2010. Um, they did this and, and they went from the Grand Floridian, stopped off at the beach and literally did a dig for treasure on the Grand Floridian Beach went over and did the same thing over at the Poly and then over at the Contempt and then the Wilderness and came back. There was lunch involved. And, you know, it's an opportunity not only for, for kids but also for parents and the fact that, you know, this is something that kids can do. It's a couple of hours and it gives parents a few hours of sort of time to themselves. And so we had the ability to, to have a nice breakfast and kind of walk around and just enjoy the, uh, the Grand Floridian and look and see without having the kids around and, you know, just – kind of have to sit down and have some just chill out and chit chat time. So that's another great experience for kids. It's not too expensive. Um, details are on the, on the Disney website about uh, uh, that particular um, experience as well. And again, one more great thing that you can do out on the water. And so I want to circle back to a question I asked you at the very beginning or sort of alluded to what's your favorite body of water? You know, again, there, there, there's lakes, there, there's, there's lagoons, there's rivers, there's all. What's sort of your favorite body of water at Walt Disney World and why? Well, you know, for me, I would, I would have to say it's probably the Seven Seas Lagoon. I have to think about this, but I think it's, for me, it's the Seven Seas Lagoon. And uh, for a couple of reasons, I can, you know, we had an opportunity, again, during this same Disney's Biggest Fan uh, trip where we stayed at uh, Concierge at the, the Polynesian. And every morning we had this this beautiful vista of, you know, as the sun was rising, you could see the Seven Seas Lagoon and the mist coming up off the lake. In the distance, you could see a couple of the fisher, the, the fishing uh, excursions that were out. And in the, in, the, in the far distance is Cinderella Castle. The lights are still on. Uh, as you know, the, the the sun starts to rise, and it really was just a, a beautiful, peaceful vista. Uh, and then again, you have everything that happens around Seven Seas Lagoon. You know the ex- the experiences, and the uh, and all the other activities. Again, that's what makes the Seven Seas Lagoon an attraction in its own right, from the electrical water pageant to all the 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 transportation that goes on to all the the various um, you know booked transportation that you can you can can rent out. Uh, and other experiences like that. So for me, I, I really enjoy the Seven Seas Lagoon. So I, I love the Seven Seas Lagoon, obviously, because it, it was there first and the whole story behind it. Like, I love how just it was dug out. It was man-made and it, it built the utilidors. Like I, and I love Crescent Lake um, because especially Sunset. I, sunset on Crescent Lake is just spectacular, mm-hmm. right? As the lights, as those popcorn lights start to come on on the boardwalk, especially as you, as you look at it from the water or, or from the beach at the Yacht and Beach Club. But see, I snuck two in there, and I'm going to say the Sasagula River, right? You want to talk about taking a watercraft out or even walking along the banks of it, taking the boat from Old Key West or the Port Orleans Resorts to downtown Disney, you sort of pass you know, areas by, the, uh, by, by Saratoga Springs and the Treehouse Villas, and again, Chuck, you forget that you're inside Walt mm-hmm. Disney World. You forget that you are in this sort of Disney-created environment. You feel as though you are in this natural state of Florida. And I think so many people don't know or realize or take advantage of what you can do on the Sasagola. Look, I love Port Orleans for a lot of reasons, right? The food, Yeehaw Bob, the theming, and the fact of where it is. Not just location-wise, centralized, but where it is on the Sasagula and how you can get to downtown Disney by boat 
it's beautiful. It, it is truly beautiful. It's free, right? It's free. So if you want to go down to downtown Disney without having to park, it's a great way to go right from there. So, but I want to ask the listeners. I have I have a two-part question for you. What's your favorite body of water in Walt Disney World and why? And what's your favorite water activity or, or on your bucket list maybe of things that you haven't done? Is it parasailing? Is it fishing? Is it kayaking? I'm Chuck, I got to get myself a kayak and get out at, at Fort Wilderness. I want you to come by the show notes. Visit wdwradio.com, click on the podcast link or click on this week's episode right from the homepage. Leave your answer in the comment section on the blog there. I would love to hear your favorite body of water and why and your favorite water activity, or better yet, be heard on the show, call the voicemail 407-900-9391, 407-900-WDW1, favorite body of water or favorite water activity in Walt Disney World. And as long as you're on the internet, be sure and visit disneydaddy.blogspot.com. Chuck Leinberger posts all the time, lots of great stuff from a solo traveler perspective, a daddy perspective, a Disney fan perspective. Love the kind of stuff you do on there, Chuck. Obviously, we have a lot of ideas for more stuff we have to cover, including We've the water parks. We've got so much to cover. We have so much to cover and so much to eat along the way. So I oh. want to thank you again, my friend, for, for sharing some of the best of the best ways to enjoy water at Walt Disney World. Oh, always a pleasure, sir. And we're just going to have to uh, make that book and head down, do a kayak or two. You know, I, I can see you. it now. Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or trivia, see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, or maybe even what you hear, for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were talking about and exploring the great movie ride, and I said that one of my favorite aspects of the attraction is the movie montage finale, and your question was very simple. In the movie finale... There's only one clip in which the title of the film is audibly mentioned by name. Think you know what it is? Well, chances are, if you were one of the hundreds of people that entered last week, you got it right, because that movie's name is... And if you did enter last week, we put all the correct entries into a randomizer, selected one, and our winner last week is Ella Solis. So Ella, congratulations, you won all the audio tours to the Magic Kingdom, a WDW Radio luggage tag, button, a Walt Disney World trivia book, and a mystery ticket. If you played last week and didn't win, thanks so much, but don't worry, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So as long as we're talking about water this week and some of my favorite attractions on it or in it or around it, your question this week is simple. Tell me what the names are of the three ferry boats that transport guests from the Transportation and Ticket Center to the Magic Kingdom. Better yet, if you can tell me their respective original names, you can also win a bonus prize, a WW Radio t-shirt. 
you have until Sunday, August 4th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Again, you're playing for all the audio tours to Walt Disney World, a luggage tag, button, a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book, and if you get the bonus question right with the original names of those three ferry boats, you also win a WDW Radio t-shirt. Good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. In addition to the podcast, which you can subscribe to over on iTunes, be sure and visit the website over at www.radio.com for our daily blog posts, my Disney Intimate videos, our new free weekly email newsletter, the WW Radio free app for your iPhone or Android device, our discussion forums, contests, so much more. And also be sure and tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. You can watch and chat and discuss this week's Walt Disney World news. If a question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com or call the voicemail be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. You can also connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello and facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. And while I love connecting with you online, I think nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And that's why we have so many live in-person events coming up. It's a chance for us to get together, for me to meet you in person, whether you're coming to Walt Disney World or other places around the country. Our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be, as long as we're talking about water, it's August and it's hot. We're going to go back to one of Walt Disney World's water parks. We had a meet back in August 2009 at Typhoon Lagoon. So this year, we're going to hit the slopes and spend the day at Blizzard Beach. So join me and other friends of WW Radio on Saturday, August 24th. Again, we're going to spend the day over at Blizzard Beach Water Park. Theme park admission not required, but you do need a ticket to Blizzard Beach. If you're planning on coming, please let me know. You can RSVP on our Facebook event page or on the event page at www.radio.com. There, I'm going to post a map and location of exactly where we're going to be meeting and sort of making camp for the day. In addition to that event in Walt Disney World, don't forget we're going to be at the D23 Expo. WW Radio and Mouse Fan Travel have joined forces once again for a huge booth inside the Collectors Forum on the first floor. We're going to be broadcasting live all three days. So if you're going to be out at the expo, come visit, say hi, be part of the show. And if you can't make it out to the expo, I'm going to bring it to you virtually. We're going to have special events, contests, interviews, a few surprises and chances for you to win prizes at home as well. You can watch all three days and chat with us live at d23expolive.com. You can find out more about that event and other upcoming events by visiting the events page at www.radio.com. Speaking of Mouse Fan Travel, I want to thank them. They are my official recommended travel provider. Whether you go on a world, land, cruise, adventures by Disney, anywhere in the world, Becky and her team of agents give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no additional cost to you. And of course, the incredible level of personal service. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And if you want some Disney magic delivered right to your door or your digital device, you can subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine by visiting celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends. Tweet out that you're listening. Come by, comment, link, share links to your favorite episodes over on Facebook, and please come by, rate and review the show over on iTunes. Very, very helpful, very much appreciated. 
And finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you to every one of you for taking the time to listen, for being my friend, for being so supportive, for letting me live my dream and share my passion for Disney with you through this show and so many other ways. And I want you to feel that same way as well. So focus on your goals and your dreams and not your fears and always believe in yourself. Take small steps, just get started and always keep moving forward. Thanks so very much for listening. I hope you have a great week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is uh, Tony from Illinois, also known as Backside of Water in the Box. I'm right now listening to show number 330, part two of the uh, walkthrough of Great Movie Ride with Jim Corcus. And you asked about uh, an iconic comedy that should go in there. I just had to stop the show right there and then because there is one obvious one that I I believe you're missing, and I I can't believe you missed missed it because you you quote this all the time. Young Frankenstein. Everybody has heard of this movie. Everybody loves this movie. I can just a young Frankenstein scene in the great movie ride. It would just be amazing. But, but yeah, I'm going to go back, listen to the rest of the show now. Uh, you keep up the great work, and I shall see you on Wednesday. Hey, Lou, I'm calling you from outside. Uh, this is Josh from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm calling you from outside our local Jordan's Furniture, which is actually a lot more than a furniture store. They've got a Flood Rockers, an ice cream store, Trapeze burning uh, school. But more importantly, the reason I'm calling you is they have what they call liquid fireworks, which is a lot like the uh, fountains at uh, Epcot. And I was sitting there for one show, and all the music was all Disney movies, which I thought was really cool. And I wanted to share that with you and the listeners. Bye, everybody.